This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Today's topic, we're talking screen time. A screen time reached an all-time high for many children this past year, whether because of attending school on their device, uh, the pandemic keeping them inside and away from their activities, or maybe just trying to connect with their friends that they can't get together with as much. So um, now, you know, speaking today, as gathering restrictions ease, we're entering the summer months. You know, some parents are looking to cut down on their kids' screen time, and I can relate to that as having a young son who did virtual learning. University of Minnesota professor Jody Dworkin is here to talk about how screen time usage has changed Good morning, Jody Dworkin. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, I guess the first big question, how has screen time usage changed during the pandemic? Because, well, we know this, any families know that there was more of it. There was a lot more of it in most families. Um, young people were online for school. Their after-school activities also went online. Many had very limited in-person interaction with friends and family, and then screen time was increasing um, for that as well to help keep them connected. I have not heard from any family who would say they did not see a major increase in screen time. And that would be true for parents, too. Yeah, I, I'm guilty of that. But I would have to assume that there are some pros in there. Is all screen time created equal? Uh, it's certainly not created equal. You know, I and I'm sure when you talk with young people, they would say being online for school is not the same as hanging out with my friends online. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that make screen time different for when you're doing it for different things and for different reasons. What we want for young people, I think that we need to keep in mind, is that we want them to grow up to be responsible digital citizens. So there's some long-term goals of wanting young people to be able to use screens, use the Internet responsibly, safely, and we need to try to help build those skills in them while also limiting their screen time and keeping them safe. So when young people were spending less time in person, you know, finding time to connect with friends, whether it was through gaming or social media sites, was really important, was really important for their mental health, was really important for helping to keep them connected, was really important for ensuring they could get access to information that they need. We also know it puts them at risk for things like cyberbullying or negative experiences that we don't want them to have. So talking with them about responsible use, what information to share online, what information to not share online, who to trust online, became really important for parents and was more important for parents as young people were spending more time in those online spaces. What's your advice for parents or, you know, caregivers who are kind of navigating those conversations with children about why it's important to limit screen time usage? You know, one of the things I've heard really often from parents and from young people has been... I need something to do that's not online, right? They spent so much time online that I think many were feeling like, give me something to do that's not online. Um, It wasn't all of their online time wasn't fun time, right? A lot of it was school, which isn't, you know, when we think of young people spending time online, we don't think of them, you know, sitting in Google Meets and doing math class, things that are less enjoyable, And one of the really important things, I think, is for parents and caregivers is to really be able to sit down with young people and talk about, yes, your screen time has increased. And so has mine as a parent, right? My screen time has also increased. And what are we going to do differently now that um, things are opening up, now that some kids may be back in school for another week or two still? 
there are more activities they could do. What are the new expectations that we're going to have now that probably don't look like what they did a year and a half ago pre-COVID, certainly don't look like what they did during the past year and a half in the middle of COVID. We're at a, you know, maybe it's a phase three, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a new phase. It's a new way of thinking about it that's not going to look like what it did prior. And that's okay. You know, I think it's interesting to hear that, you know, young people and, and younger kids are almost like, I'm tired of my screen. You know, I never thought I'd hear a young person say that, like, oh, just get me away from this device already. I need to do something else because that's, you know, that's a good point that you make that, you know, it's not the fun time. It's not the play time. It's not the time spent gaming or interacting with friends. Maybe we've uh, kind of shown the side of, of screens that, that is not as fun and, and kids will actually maybe want to get outside again. Right. I mean, something we find in research is that, you know, technology use and using it to communicate with friends complements in-person time. It doesn't replace it. Mm. Um, what we've seen over the past year and a half in many families is that it's had to replace it, right, which is not, I think, the goal of young people, right? So they don't want to just interact for most young people. They don't want to just interact online. They do want that in-person connection. And it doesn't mean you still don't want to stay in touch. But, you know, to have it replace it, I think, was really hard. I'm talking with University of Minnesota professor Jody Dworkin, and we're talking about screen time and, you know, we were thinking screen time in kids, but, you know, I, I think you brought it up a couple times that even for parents, even for adults, screen time has has increased. And so, I mean, I'm even thinking, you know, as a parent, you know, how can I be a good example <laughs> for my son, right? Absolutely. You know, kids are really aware of what the adults around them are doing. And when we say you need to limit your screen time and kids have seen their parents also having increased screen time, You know, it's hard to reconcile that. Mm -hmm. And so I think when families can say, and kids, this goes such a long way with kids, when you can say to them, you know, I've been on my screen too much too. We've both had a year where we've had to rely on it for more things than we would like. So how are we all going to make changes as a family? And maybe that means, you know, when we're outside, phones are down. And that's not just for the teen, right? That's for everybody. And give young people a voice in that. Give them the chance to say hey, I would love to do this and not be online. Or, you know, it would be great to be able to spend time with my friends, but I'm not sure what to do that's not online. Like, can we generate some ideas of activities we can do? Well, University of Minnesota professor Jody Dworkin uh, is my guest this morning for Wellness Wednesday and uh, just having a conversation about screen time and some advice for families about how to manage screen time as we head into these summer months. All right, Jody, thank you so much for joining me. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggel, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.